brought to you by the WZIP sports team. This is Sports Power Talk Overtime. Featuring in-depth interviews. Someone brings a video up and was like, hey, look at this. And we all kind of watch it. And to be honest with you, we all just kind of like chuckled and, and just <laughs> thought nothing of it. Exclusive original content. They do need Austin. Every Theory. brand needs Austin. That's no. why SmackDown won. That's why SmackDown won. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. they got Austin Theory. And of course, the hottest takes. Kings Celtics. Okay. If we see Kings Sixers, I'll sell my dog. <laughs> Man, you heard it here first. Mitch Bates is going to sell his dog. So get ready because it's time for SPT Overtime. What is going on, Zips Fanatics? We are back with another edition of WZIP's Sports Power Talk Overtime. I am your host, Logan Congrove, and joining me today is the head coach of the Akron Zips softball team, Mr. Craig Nicholson. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for taking the time to come up and talk some softball, talk about your season ahead. Sure, absolutely. So nonetheless, let's jump right into it. This is your second season at the helm of the Zips softball program. Uh, coming into the start of the year, what are some things that you've noticed that your team has improved upon already from last season? Uh, I, I think overall our, our talent level is is up a little bit. Um, I think we're a little bit better offensively. So that those two things are going to make a difference in the long run. I think the, the challenge right now for us is we're, we're super young and um, – you know, there's no replacement for experience, and our kids just got to get the, get the feel of playing in some big games and and get a little bit of experience. And then, as they kind of gain that experience, it, then the talent really kind of starts to show. And I think it'll it'll really make a huge impact. And I think we're a team that's going to get better and better as the season goes along. And for you as a coach, what is your pitch about the University of Akron softball program? When you go out and you're looking for players, you're looking for people that are evidently going to be that experience for you. What is it that you sell on your program? I think we're selling, uh, for me, we're selling their future. Like four years for what's the next 40 going to look like. And, um, you know, so the, the softball side, yeah, we're going to be competitive. We're looking to continue to build. We're looking to get better every day. Uh, but I think the structure of our program and, and things that we do is – we're worried about the things that are going to set them up for what happens after college and not just when they're 23, but when they're 43, have they learned some lessons along the way that are going to help them in life? And so, I mean, I think we're selling that. And obviously when we're talking from a recruiting standpoint, this university does a, has a big role in selling itself. Right. So, I mean, it's easy for all of us to say we're here every day and we love it, but, um, when we get people on campus that have not been on this campus before, they're, they're, they're surprised, one, and impressed, too. So I think that you know, those things all kind of go together in terms of what we're doing from a, from a recruiting standpoint. Absolutely. Last season, your overall record was 28-23 and 23 with a 5-4-9 winning percentage, 16-13 and 13 in the conference. What are some things that you're looking to take from last year to improve upon this year or not necessarily improve upon or that you can build upon? Yeah, sure. I, well, one thing I will say is I, I feel like personally last year's team overachieved to a degree. We had some strengths. Um, we definitely had some, some, uh, some holes, but we found a way to win a lot of games that, especially early in the year, that – Maybe we were probably underdogs in, let's just put it that way. Um, but in terms of building, I think one of the things we're trying to build from from last year is, so last year was the first year in, heck, I don't even know, five years of this program, whatever it's been. Where, so the first time for everybody that was in the program last year where they were playing meaningful games in the month of May. I mean, we're trying to get in the MAC tournament. We missed the MAC tournament, obviously, by a game. 
but we were playing meaningful games in the month of May, and we came up one win short. And I think we were, as a group, we really pressed in that situation. They'd just never done it before. Again, go back to what's the substitute for experience. So um, I think that's one of the things that kind of benefits us moving forward. Now we have half of our group that played in those games last year. When we're in those games again this year, ideally, you know, their their experience and, and kind of what they went through and, and how they handled it, or maybe in some cases didn't handle it, uh, helps us kind of get through that phase of our season this year and, and be better in that part of our season. What's the training process like to be able to get to the MAC tournament throughout the whole year? What are you guys doing as a team to make sure that you do get over that hump? Well, I think we're doing the same things that we always do. We're just trying to do it at a higher level, right? right? Um, but I think just the consistency, the the showing up to play every day, showing up to practice every day, uh, just looking to get a little bit better. If you're a team that can grow from September when we start doing stuff to to May when the season ends, and if you're a team that can get a little bit better every day, and it doesn't even have to be leaps and bounds, just a little bit better every day, by the time you get to May, you're in a pretty good spot. And you know, and then the other piece is just how consistent can you be in, in a game where – it's really hard to be consistent. Like there's so many variables in our sport that, um, you know, it definitely does become a challenge, but it's more about, so it's more about consistency of effort, consistency of preparation, consistency of, uh, of execution. If you can do those things, you're, it's going to lead to success. Absolutely. And you've mentioned the experience factor a couple of times. You have four seniors on your roster this upcoming year. Talk about kind of the mentorship that they're planning on having with the younger players on your roster. Yeah, they do a great job, and it's really more with that group of seniors, it's really more um, – they're, they're not super vocal. Um, they're more the lead-by-example type. Uh, I'm, let me show you what this is supposed to look like. Um, let me just go do my job and, and – and, and, and I think they do a really good job of that. And, they, and it's not that they'll never say anything. They will if they need to, but they'd rather not. You know, they'd rather be the, 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 the person that leads by example, I mm-hmm. guess, than leads by, you know, by talking. But those, those, those guys, they're, they're good players. Uh, they're really good kids. And, and I guess they're not really kids anymore. They're, they're <laughs> 22, 23 years old. Um, but, you know, it's still kind of the right people in the right spot. And I think they do have pretty good influence on our, on our younger group. You have 25 years of experience yourself coming into this season. What have you taken away from some of your other coaching positions that you're bringing to Akron? Uh, what have you learned from Akron so far since you've been here that's different maybe from other spots you've stopped? Fair. Um, and I think the one thing, the one thing, the biggest probably takeaway from 25 years doing this, every team is different. And even though you may have a team from one year to the next that has, I mean, we only have this year um, – 10 returners, which is a pretty small number in our sport, right? Even if you have a year where you have 18 of your 22 players are, all, are returners, the four people that left and the four people that came in still change the dynamics of what your team looks like. So I think from a coaching standpoint, you have to understand kind of what what your group is like from year to year. You can't You can't necessarily always put them in the same – put them in the same box or same bubble and think, well, if I keep doing the same things, we'll get the same results. I think you have to be able to be a little bit flexible based on what your group looks like and what does that group really need, uh, you know, from you and your staff to be successful. So I think that's um, that's a piece of it. What's different? I mean, the one thing about being an Akron, and, and, I, and I was in the MAC before, I was at Ball State, mm-hmm. so, it's, so I've been through it. 
But the challenge when you're in the north in general is like the first four or five weeks of the season, you're getting on a bus on Thursday mm-hmm. or an airplane and you're coming home on Sunday and you're going to do it over and over. And I think it's important to prepare your team for that. And this year having a bunch of freshmen that have never done it before, you know, we spent a lot of time on, look, this is what it's going to look like. And you, then there's still a part of you that goes, I can tell them all day long what it's going to look like, what it's going to be like, but until they live it, you know, do they really know? So it's always interesting for me being at, at those kind of schools where, you know, I think this year it's 16 out of 28 days are on the road. Wow. Right? So, I mean, it's it goes quick, and you kind of got to be ready for it. And if things are going good, it's, it's great because mm-hmm. you just kind of flow through it. But things don't always go well, right? Sure. So I think sometimes um, for some of our younger kids, understanding how to ha- weather that um, – that stretch of 10, 15 bad at-bats, which happens to everybody. If you go talk to our seniors, they'll tell you when they were freshmen, they had 10, 15 bad at-bats in a row. (laughs) They had a weekend where they felt like they couldn't get a hit no matter what they did. Um, And now they look back and it wasn't a big deal. But our freshmen, some of our freshmen who are living it for the first time go, you know, am I ever going to get my first college hit or whatever? (laughs) So, so yeah, it's it's, uh, different dynamics, different groups every year. But, yeah. How do you help your freshmen get over that hump, that mental block throughout all that traveling? Maybe they are worried about getting their first college hit. What do you and your coaching staff do to help them, or maybe even your players, your older, experienced players? Yeah, I think. I mean, I think it's just encourage them, right? Just encourage them. Just you know, let them know. Like, if you're you're having maybe your first ten at bats of your career this weekend, and if you're somebody that plays every day for four years, you're gonna have like eight hundred. <laughs> Yet we want to focus on these ten. Um, and I think that, uh, that, like, that's a big thing. The tricky piece is they want to live and die sometimes by every at-bat, and I think some of our older kids have figured out that you don't live and die by every at-bat, mm-hmm. right? I mean, obviously, figuratively, but you don't – each at-bat, yes, you're going to treat it every time you go up there to hit. You're going to treat it like it's an important at-bat, and you're going to do the preparation, and you're going to be ready to go, and you're going to do the things that you need to do to be successful. Or, or, but that doesn't mean you're going to be successful. And then so on the backside, how do you deal with the failure? And that's one of the things that, you know, and, and some of our kids are better at it than others. Uh, and some of them we just got to kind of remind them sometimes, like, look, it's going to be okay. Like, you know, it's a long season. Right. We're going to be fine. So, You mentioned that you were at Ball State for a little bit, 241 and 162 record with the Cardinals. You were the fastest coach in program history to pass the 100 and 200 win marks. Talk about the competitiveness of the MAC as a whole. <laughs> Maybe is it any different from your time at Ball State than it is now? What's what is the conference like to you? So, I, I hate to admit this, okay, but uh, when I first got to Ball State, Kent State was, I mean, they were the they ruled the roost in the MAC. That was like the clear target mm-hmm. of who we gotta go get, who do we gotta get better than, and we did it pretty fast. So we caught up to them. Then we had maybe three years where we were pretty even, battling back and forth, and then we kind of had the last couple of years where we kind of past them a little bit it takes time right it doesn't and right now I mean that that is Miami right now in this in this league um it's gonna take somebody whoever that might be ideally Akron uh a couple years to catch them and then two or three years to kind of be right there even with them have some battles go back and forth and then ideally you know pass them but it's a process the first time I went through it it in many ways it was just us and Kent like we were too, we were for a while. We were clearly better than everybody else. Mm-hmm. 
Um, not that other, there weren't other good programs. I think the difference right now in the MAC is there's a little bit more depth. I think there's five or six programs that that are that are pretty good. Everybody's just a step behind Miami. Um, and then there's still even a couple more after that five or six that you're like, man, if they get some, if they get just a couple kids in the right spot, they're going to get a lot better too. So um, the depth of what the MAC looks like right now, I think, is uh, is pretty good. Good pitching. So I. I Everybody in the conference, even if they're a team that was in the bottom three or four last year, uh, with one exception, I won't I won't call them out. But everybody <laughs> has an arm that can beat you. Everybody from one through ten has an arm that if she's if if you're not ready for her and she's on that day, she she's going to give you fits and she's going to beat you. Let's jump into a little bit of your schedule for this upcoming season. Talk about maybe some of the key points before you reach the MAC. Are there any games that really stick out to you or any different tournaments that you're headed to that really will benefit you as a team? No, I, I, don't, I, I don't really look at it that way. Uh, I, it's, it's day-to-day, and it's, it's about growth and getting better through the first month of the season, no matter who you're playing. Like, do we have some opponents? I'm sure, like, we play Kentucky. I'm sure the mm-hmm. girls are excited about that. It, it, more as a measuring stick than anything else. Like, look, if you ever want to get to that point, here's where we're at right now, here's where they're at right now, and, and obviously if we ever want to get to that point, there's where we got to go to. So uh, so I think the girls are, you know, they're, they're excited about doing that. But I think overall for me, it's more about the process of getting ready for the start of conference play. We truly – and as much as I hate to say it, and every coach probably in every sport here hates to say it, we're in a lot of ways we're usually going to be a one-bid league, right? So building everything that we want to do is build to conference and then build through conference to get in the conference tournament and be playing your best softball at the end of the year and give yourself an opportunity to go and, and, and win that, that conference tournament. And it's going to be, again, for right now, for this year, if we were to do something like that, it would be an upset. And that's fine. Um, but – if we're playing our best softball at the end of the year, I think that we're going to put ourselves in a position where we can compete with a lot of people. Can we beat them all? Who knows? But we're going to put ourselves in a position to definitely be competitive. What are you as a team doing to put yourself in that position, maybe training-wise or on the field, as you get into MAC play, which starts around late March? Um, I, I mean, n- nothing special. Like, I mean, we have a very regimented kind of this is what we go through um, – these are the things that we want to work on on a day-to-day basis. And then as we get into starting, oh, like opening up Mac play, then we, the one thing we do change is kind of our preparation becomes very much, a lot more specific when we get into conference play. Our preparation right now is general because we're playing three or four different opponents every weekend. So you, you can't, you don't have the time right. to prep for four different opponents. But when you get into conference and you're prepping for one opponent and now you have four days, to do it. Um, so that's kind of the one area where we do something a little bit different. Usually Monday and Tuesday, we're still worried about ourselves and what, you know, what are we doing and that kind of stuff. And then we'll take, depending on kind of when, what day the series starts, we'll take the last couple of days before the series starts and, and really kind of hone in on our, on our opponent and, and do that. When you go down your roster, as I mentioned, you have four seniors, you have a very young roster, lots of freshmen. Can you pinpoint any players this season that the average viewer or the average Zips fan should be watching out for with your team? Yeah, I think if, if you look at the top four in our lineup offensively, so it's Civic, Lee, Sullivan, Campbell, like those four are going to be – those four are going to be what makes our offense go. Are there other pieces in the middle of the lineup that, that definitely are going to contribute? Yes, but how good we can be offensively kind of revolves around what those four are going to do at the top of the order. 
Um, so that so that group is definitely, I would say, a group to to watch. I think. Look, our freshman shortstop, Delaney Jenkinson, I mean, I think she's a special player. I think she had a rough weekend. The first time out, you're playing a position that you know is going to handle the ball a lot. Um, you know, you're a freshman. You're probably a little bit nervous. Um, so she had a little bit of a rough weekend defensively. Um, but she, from a defensive standpoint, she's she's got a chance to be special. And, um, you know, she's just – Freshman jitters a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. But she, so the, she's wanted to watch it on the defensive side, and not. I mean, she she hit. I mean, she we she hit her first home run of her career this weekend, and um, you know those kind of things. And, and I'm not taking away from the offensive side because I do think she has the ability to be pretty good, you know, with the bat in her hands too. But I think the defensive side is just it's got a chance to be really really high level. And when you mention all these freshmen, obviously that takes recruiting. Talk about this the general crop of players in the Northeast Ohio area or Ohio in general. What's it like recruiting players to come to Akron? Yeah, I think there Ohio is a state and, and here's the interesting thing with Ohio. Most of the talent in the state of Ohio, most, not all, um, is in Northeast Ohio or at least north of Columbus, right? So uh, so that's a good thing. And then I think there's pockets in PA and there's, there's definitely a, you know, the, right across the border, the, the Detroit area and right kind of surrounding area in Michigan, um, you know, there's a fair bit of talent. So we're in a pretty fortunate position where if you were to draw a three-hour circle around, you know, of course, it doesn't do you any too much good to go north because you're in the lake. But um, <laughs> if you were to draw a three-hour circle around Akron, um, I think there's a fair amount of talent in it. And uh, so our couple of our next classes coming up, well, we already signed our 24 class, so I can kind of talk about them. But there are, there's a lot of local. And by local, it's everything from the middle of Michigan to the middle of Pennsylvania, sure. I guess we consider local. But um, our next two classes, there's a lot of local kids and a lot of local talent. And, and we're excited about about those, those, those guys coming in. I think they're going to continue to build, continue to help grow the program. Um, our, we're at a point right now where I said earlier, our I think our talent's better. Also, our depth of talent is better. And I think that's one of the things with recruiting that you always have to kind of focus on and keep an eye on is, are you continuing to build depth in your program? Is maybe if, if you were to just put them in order, which I don't tend to do, but if you were just theoretically put them in order from one to 22, are you at a point, do you get to a point three years into your program where number 18 is what maybe when you took over number eight was, mm -hmm. you know, does that make sense? Yeah. So can we, can we build that depth? And, and I think we're in the process of doing that. Our depth is so much better this year, but I think it's going to continue to, to get better and better as we, as we move forward. For sure. If you could pinpoint for yourself, three goals for your team, whether they're on the field, off the field for this upcoming year, what would they be? Yeah, I think uh, I mean the, the top goal, and you, you, I think our, every one of our players would tell you the same thing. The top, the biggest one is make the MAC tournament. Sure, um, it's been a minute since that's happened around here. Um, you know, so I think that's that's a piece of it. Um, the next goal after that, obviously, I mean, and it, it may not be a right now thing. I mean, it, it's a goal. Sure, but it's going to happen at some point is win the MAC tournament and in the field house. I mean that banner in the field house, mm -hmm. we got we got to change that. Like we got to hang it we got to hang another number on there. So when that whenever that happens, but it's got to happen fairly quick cuz like every time we do something in there and and uh 
and, and people are in there, I'm, I'm a little bit embarrassed. I didn't have a lot to do with it, just one year of it. Right. Um, but I'm like, man, <laughs> that, that looks – I think O two 2 is the last year that the, 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 the softball program won a, um, uh, a division title even. And I just look and go, like, we got to do something about that. So that's absolutely a goal. And then the last goal, and I think this is true every year, uh, every team, look, I want our kids to grow. I want our seniors to graduate. I want us to take care of our business in the classroom. Because at the end of the day, we're here to talk about softball and we're going to do everything. And, and, and everybody that goes out there cares about what goes on out there deeply. But at the end of the day, we got to make sure that our players are graduating. That our, that our players are ready for what goes on after college. And um, so we, we take that side of it, of it seriously. It's hard in the season on them. Like we were at the airport last night. I mean, we got delayed last night, so we're at the airport. We didn't even fly out of Baltimore until, I don't even know, 3 o'clock in the morning or something wow. like that. And uh, actually it was a little earlier than that, 2.15. Two um, but some of those girls were were at the airport. We had so we had sat at the airport for whatever that might have been ten hours, call it. And some of those girls were doing doing homework at the airport for six hours. Wow! Last night, you know, just because they know that on Thursday, I mean, we're back on the road again, mm-hmm. right? So we kind of get in that cycle, and and uh, so they you know they use the time to to get it done, and, and and some of that may have been just getting ahead type homework. But point being that they're, they're taking care of the things they need to take care of and, and, and the ability for them to balance um, being a student athlete at a high level and taking your education very seriously. Um, you know, that, that's a piece that once they graduate, when they're out in the real world at some point in their life, that is gonna serve them well. The ability to just kind of multitask a little bit and, and, and uh, take care of the things you need to take care of, prioritize your time, sure. all those things that, you know, that matter when you're when you're working for a living so yeah two final questions before we before we close out uh first one i would say is probably the most important you know women's sports has been growing a a lot over the past few years in all aspects what does it mean to you to be a coach in women's athletics yeah well so first of all that's all i've ever coached really um let's kind of start there second i have three daughters that are one's going to play college volleyball next year Division two college volleyball next year, and then um, I have two others that will be in high school next year that are fairly athletic. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I started coaching women's sports before I had daughters, right? So it wasn't mm-hmm. that that wasn't the why for me. Um, but I think so. I've basically thirty years now in this, in close to thirty years in this profession. I've seen the changes that it, that it's gone through, like. 20, 1996 was my first season. And some of the things that we had to do because of finances, um, just in terms of how we traveled, uh, what our equipment looked like, even what our uniforms looked like, just mm-hmm. on and on and on. It amazes me that we've now put in our, ourselves as a sport and sports in general for females in a position where they have almost unlimited opportunity. And that's how it should be. I even think you could almost make a little bit of the same argument on the guy's side. Sure. Right? Like, although they've always had more opportunity, but their right. opportunities have grown, too, in the last 20 years. I, I, I don't think that's um, – but, but I, think it, I think it's important because my thing is – so I have a, I have a good friend who uh, – I mean, he, he owns a lot of companies. So we, have, we talk about hiring stuff. 
And he's like, I'll always, I always want to hire athletes. Mm -hmm. I'll hire athletes that I don't even know them. I'll have a 10 minute conversation and be like, yeah, we need, we need that person in there. We'll get them in. We'll figure out what area we want them to work in. We'll train them up. They'll do a great job. This, the, the athletics side of what is going on now for the girls is preparing them for opportunities in the future. Right. And mm -hmm. sometimes they don't even know it. Like they, they really don't even know it, but they will get into spots where they're 27 working in their first real full-time career type job. And they look back at experiences they had in college. And I'm not just talking about our players. I think female athletes in general, and they look back at experiences they had in college and they're like, that's how I handle this situation. That's, I remember this from my, from my, you know, basketball days or my softball days or whatever it might be. And they, if I do this, this will work in this situation. And I think it's just the preparation for what's going to happen in life is real. And um, sports is a great teacher. And it's good now that women can be uh, taught the same lessons <laughs> that sounds weird but they can be taught <laughs> the same lessons as the men have been taught for years by sport sure so i think that's where it really becomes super important and then last question for you what is your pitch to university of akron students to come out and support your program this kind of goes for the, the baseball team and the softball team what is it that fans should look forward to and bring them out to games well i think i mean i think the sport of softball has grown tremendously in the last 15 years from, from a tv sport from a uh from a you know, live sport. I still think it's better live than on TV, but it's grown on it from, from in the TV sense. Uh, we're we're an exciting team to watch. Like we're gonna play the game fast. We're gonna, you know, we're we're pretty good defensively. You might see some diving plays and those kind of things. You're gonna see uh, pretty good pretty good pitching. You know, um, and I just think it's we just play an exciting style of softball. Um, and and the other thing is with softball, I mean. Our opening – so opening day, we beat Middle Tennessee 2-1, to one, first game of the season. The game took an hour and 25 minutes. I mean, seven innings, hour 25 minutes, boom, done. Uh, and I think that can be the nature of softball. It's not always the nature of softball because on Saturday we played a game that was three hours and five minutes. How? <laughs> Quite the difference. So that is not a selling point to get people to come out and watch right there. But, uh, but I think, you know, from softball fan standpoint – you probably would have some arguments. Some would say, yeah, that two-to-one game, that was, that was a great game. I you know, love watching those kind of games. It was super exciting. And then others would say, well, the, the extra inning 13-to-12 game, you know, that's the game you really want to watch because there was so much more going on. Right. And I don't know. From a purist standpoint, I would probably take the two-to-one. Uh, but for some people, there's so much going on when it's 13-to-12. And it's just, you know. So anyway, uh, but I think we, we, play a, we play a style and a tempo that uh, like we're, we're going quick we're not pitchers not getting the ball and you know walking around the, the, the circle and you know whatever else people might do I mean we're we're keeping things moving and, and uh, you know there's so there's a lot of action and what goes on out there for us yeah coach any final thoughts before we close out no I appreciate you doing this this was fun Absolutely. so thank you of course thank you for coming up coach and good luck the rest of your season all right sounds good once again, that was Akron Zips softball head coach, Mr. Craig Nicholson. A huge thank you to him for taking the time to come up and jump on to this edition of Sports Power Talk Overtime. Once again, I'm your host, Logan Congrove, 
And to preface this whole episode, we are talking Akron Ziff's softball and baseball today, a combination package of interviews between the players and coaches, getting you in the know for what's coming up this spring. Next up, I have Delaney Jenkinson. She is a freshman infielder from Holly, Michigan, of the Zip softball program, following up Coach Nicholson's comments, talking about the season ahead. So let's jump right into it with Delaney. Ladies and gentlemen, I am in the studio with Akron Zip's softball student athlete, Delaney Jacobson. Delaney, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today. Of course. Let's jump right into it. Starting off, you are a freshman here at the University of Akron. Talk about what drew you to the university and the softball program. Well, I when I began my search for where I wanted to call my home for softball, I was really looking at the coaches and um, like what their goals were for softball and like the overall program and I think that Coach Nicholson and the rest of the coaching staff is what really drew me here because of everything like their expectations for our team and everything like that. Talk about some of those expectations. What was pitched to you that really sold you? So Coach Nicholson always talked to me about like the goals of the team such as like he wants to always put his best nine out there to play good games, good fought games and he really wants to win and Obviously, we all want to win, but I think that the way that he goes about it and the way that he wants us to play and really play with each other is what drew me here. And what, for you personally, what was your expectations for college softball? Have you seen kind of like the training process? What is it for you that you've noticed so far that might be different from high school? I think just like the work ethic, I think that obviously high school I had a lot of fun with my teammates and my like and my friendships but I think that college has really allowed me to express myself more and really put in the work that I wanted to put in that I've worked so hard to do my entire life for softball and I think that college has really showed me that and yeah. Talk about your background as a softball player what got you into the sport as a whole? Well, when I was little, my family always was pretty athletic and pretty active. And both me, my sister, and my brother all played baseball and t-ball when we grew when we grew up. So I think that that was what really got me into it. But I would say my sister, when she started playing travel softball, that is kind of what drew me into softball more. And then your earlier career, talk about your high school career. What did you accomplish that you brought into college that maybe you can use? Um, I think that in my high school career, my team was not necessarily the best talent-wise, but I think that our team really had a good like chemistry and a lot of friendships, and that I think that really helped me to gauge where I wanted to go with softball and like find a family like Akron softball. I think that we've really become a family here, and I think that high school has helped me to do that. Sure. Coach Nicholson touched a lot on the senior leadership of your team. You guys have four seniors on your roster. For you as a freshman, how has that helped you to integrate yourself into the program? I think the seniors have, from the start, been very welcoming. I think that they have helped to make this bridge between such a large group of freshmen to the rest of the team. With having 12 freshmen coming in it was everybody thought that it would be like pretty difficult trying to like merge and become friends and family and I think that the seniors did a really good job doing that. 
Talk about the offseason for you coming in from high school, your first offseason for a Division One college. What has the training process been like? What are some of the differences from what you've experienced in the past? Um, I would definitely say we do quite a bit more than I've been used to. We do a lot of practice. Like, there's never a time where we're just standing around. We're always doing something, and that's what I like about Akron softball is that we're always doing something, always working to get better, and I think that that is what's different from past teams that we've been on. I think that we just we work harder, and we put a lot of time and effort into what we do. What is a typical training session in the offseason with Coach Nicholson? Like, take us, take us through the process. So normally we start off with hitting, and we hit for about an hour, and then we go into defense, and we split the defense into infield and outfield. We just work on, as an infielder, we work on, like, picks and stuff, different movements to the ball, getting around the ball, throwing the ball, stuff like that. And then we get into situations, which is where we just, we put nine on the field and the rest of them are hitting and we just work on like different situations throughout the game. You mentioned you're an infielder. Talk about some of the things you specifically might work on even in the season. Uh, what is it like being an infielder for a Division One program? I would say that there's a lot to it, but I think that my coaches have really helped me to develop, develop into the player that they want me to be. I think that we work a lot on just like being a leader in the field as a shortstop they've they've told me multiple times that i need to be a leader and talk more which is kind of what i struggle with but <laughs> i would say that i'm getting better at it i think that we we work a lot on just like being focused and having the effort because it's not necessarily about talent as it is effort so yeah yeah, talk about the position of as a whole as an infielder. Is it one of the more complex positions to play in softball? I would say it's a com like a complex position, but I think that there's a lot of positions that take a lot of work, especially like pitching and catching and even outfield like you're running all the time, stuff like that. But I, I would say that infield is pretty a pretty complex position. Do you have to have a strong level of athleticism to play the position too? I would think so, yeah, because you're moving in all directions. You have to. There's all different types of balls that you have to field or catch. So I, I would say, yeah. For sure. Let's jump into your schedule a little bit. Early in the year, you have a couple tournaments to go to. Coach Nicholson touched on the travel aspect of this. How have you been adjusting to that? You know, you leave on Thursday and you're gone until Sunday. Come back at you mentioned sometimes even 3 a.m. You're doing your schoolwork in the airport. What, what is that like for you? What's that transition been like? I think it's definitely different from what I'm used to. I've obviously never had to go on these long trips like this before, but I would say that I'm adjusting pretty well. Um, I think the team has always, or at least has shown me what it's like to be a student athlete and how to do well at both aspects of that. And I think that that has helped me to be a good athlete, but also a good student at the same time. Early in the year, you've touched on a few different tournaments. You had the Florida Gulf Coast Tournament, and there's a few different things like that throughout your schedule. What is it like going to these tournaments, the non-conference opponents? How do you guys prepare differently maybe from a MAC opponent? I think with the many different opponents that we've faced throughout the tournaments, we don't necessarily go over like their 
their stats and stuff just because we don't have that much time. But sure. I, f- I feel that we prepare almost the same way in like in our aspect of like how much effort we're putting in and how much work we're doing and like what exactly we're working on that day I think it's about the same so far in your schedule has there been any games that you've taken away something something more that you can take to the rest of the season any key game that you've already played in um I think our games against um the Florida Gulf Coast University I think those were probably our toughest games that we've played so far. And I think that that's really helped us with where we are at with our hitting. I think we have a really strong offensive team, but I think there's just some things that we need to work on before we get into the max season. And for you, the max season starts middle of March uh, with the Toledo matchup. What would you say the difference between conference play and non-conference play is? The only difference I would say is that obviously we have more information about different teams in the MAC than we do for preseason. So I, I would say that's the only difference, at least from what I've experienced without having played in the MAC yet. So, yeah. And you mentioned that Coach Nicholson touched on a lot of different goals. When I talked to him, he said that as well. One of his major goals was to get another number on that banner in the field house. Talk about what that means to you and making the MAC tournament for this program. Yeah, so I think winning the MAC tournament is obviously one of our top goals as a team, and um, we've talked about it a lot. Coach Nicholson has talked about it a lot. He he wants us to speak victory because what is put out into the world is obviously more likely to happen than if you say you're going to lose. Mm-hmm. So I think that that is just one of one of our team mottos, almost like speak victory, just have that goal of always trying to win, playing your best and everything like that. What type of experience do you think Coach Nicholson brings into this program in his second year? Lots of 25 years of coaching. What have you taken so far of him? I think that he he brings a lot to the table that I haven't really experienced before, and I'm very grateful for that. I think that he he has a lot of knowledge of the game, and even if he does get upset or yells sometimes, I I kind of take it as like, like, oh, yeah, like I know I messed up and he's right and he's helping me to get better. And I think that's what our team really uses as something that we can do to get better. And then for you, what is one key thing that Coach Nicholson has helped you personally work on so far? I think he's he's helped me to be more confident in in what I do. I think throughout the years I've just been like a little timid, almost like – not really sure where I stand in the game of softball, and I think that he's helped me to become more confident in my position as a shortstop and also hitting. How do you view the importance of confidence on the field, whether it's in in the batter's box or as an infielder? What role does confidence have in the overall result of a game? I think confidence plays a big part. I think that the team needs to have confidence in order to be able to believe that they can pull through and win that game and do the best that they can. I think that without confidence, it's really hard to do your best because, like I said earlier, being timid, it's kind of like, it's almost like you're afraid to go feel the ball or you're afraid to swing at a pitch. Whereas if you're confident, you know that you can you can feel that ball, you can make that out, or you can hit the ball. So, If you look at your schedule, uh, when you get into conference play, obviously this is your first year with the program. What are some key matchups that you and your team are looking forward to at some point in your schedule? 
I think we're really looking forward to um, – I know we're looking forward to Kentucky. I know it's going to be a big opponent, but I think we're excited to play that game and really get to see some high-level competition. But as we get into the MAC, I think we're excited to play Central Michigan because I know that the team – struggled with them at the end of the season last year. So I think that a lot of them <clears throat> are excited to play that game again and really come back strong. When you mentioned Central Michigan, a team that your team might have struggled with last year, what have some of your teammates been saying about that? What what it gives your team the confidence to be able to go in and beat them? I think that my teammates have just told me that when they played them last year, they kind of – had some personal stuff going on and I think that they they all told me that they believed that they could have won those games and I think that's what kind of fueled the fire for this year what's going to really like push them to be strong in that game and work hard to to win and you bring up Kentucky obviously that is a much bigger opponent outside of the conference what are you guys heading into these bigger games looking for? What are you trying to gain coming out of these, besides a win, of course? What can you take away to bring into the MAC play later in the season? I think we're just looking for to to obviously get better, but see, like seeing that high level competition can obviously help us to be more, I guess, broad in our talent and really work to adjust to different things, especially with different pitching. And obviously they're going to have a good defense and good bats. So I think that's just going to help us to really build on the defense and the offense that we have right now and just get better. Coach Nicholson touched on um, getting the confidence to get your first couple of hits at the collegiate level. Um, he touched on how maybe your goal is to get your first 10 hits and it might take forever, but you, some, you'll get there eventually. That's for goes for any player. For you, what do you make of that comment? What is it like trying to get your first collegiate hit? I think it's just being focused on the present, like what you're doing in the at-bat, rather than, oh, if I strike out this time, then I need to do better on the next at-bat. Whereas I think I'm just thinking, like, what can I do in this at-bat that's going to get me on base or help me to advance my team into the game? And I think that that's a big part of hitting is just focusing on each pitch and each at bat at a time. How do you prepare for different pitchers depending on who you're playing? What do you, you as a hitter do? What do you look for when you're in the batter's box to try and get that hit? I look for like the pitches that they throw more consistently and like where like where those pitches are going and obviously what I struggle with and what I do well with if there's something that I do well with in their pitching, then obviously I'm going to look for those pitches. And then if there's something that I don't really do well with, then I try to lay off those pitches unless I get into like a full count or two strikes, stuff like that. What is your favorite pitch that can be thrown to you? What do you like to hit at? I would say I like to hit the inside pitch. That's probably my strongest pitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Looking at the rest of your schedule, talk about MAC play, talked about your earlier on earlier in the year schedule. What does the MAC tournament look like for you guys? I know this is your first year, but what have you been told about the MAC tournament? Obviously, the team's ultimate goal is to get there and ultimately win. What do you think the process to get there is going to be like? I think that based on our recent practices and obviously our recent games, I think that there's a lot that we have to 
kind of tune up, but I think that we, the MAC is kind of up in the air right now for who can like push through and win the MAC championship. So I think that our goal is to really just like fine tune those things that we're working on and just really be like the best team that we know we can be. In the conference, Coach Nicholson mentioned that obviously Kent State always has a good program and he'd like you guys to have the best program, of course. Uh, in the conference, who would you say is the most difficult team that you've been told to be up against? I would say the most difficult is probably Miami. Um, my teammates have told me that they just have they have really good bats, good pitching, and they told me that you could hit a lot, but they're, they hit a lot more. And I think that that is one of our biggest goals is to just out-hit every team. Obviously, we have a good defense, but I think that our offense would really do well without hitting teams. You know, this is your first year, as we've said a couple times. Um, what would you say really drew you into the University of Akron as a whole? I know it's kind of a curveball question, but what drew you in to the softball program? We touched on a little bit, but at the university as a whole, what did you look for? And if you were speaking to a future softball player or anybody coming to the University of Akron, what would your pitch be? I would say what really drew me into Akron is probably the academics. I know that I originally came here for engineering, and obviously our engineering program is really good. And some personal things um, is what led me to switch to exercise science. But from my experience so far, I've really liked the classes and the professors that I've been taking for exercise science. So I would say just our academics in general is like is really what drew me here. How do you as a student athlete balance the academic side and your softball schedule, which you mentioned sometimes can be Thursday through Sunday, you're gone and traveling. What do you do to balance that out so that you can still be successful in the classroom as well as on the field? Yeah, so I I keep a calendar and I put all of my <laughs> assignments in of when they're due, when they start, stuff like that. So I try to get a lot of stuff done either for always for the week of and sometimes the week after so I can kind of just like chill and not have to worry too much about it when we're traveling and when we're playing. So, yeah, I would say a calendar is really helpful. A couple more questions before we close out. Um, obviously, women's sports have been growing a lot nationwide. What does it mean to you to be a college athlete in this era of women's sports that's been growing so much? Yeah, I think it's I think it's really meaningful. It's, it's nice to know that there's so many people around me that, uh, like, obviously women around me that are succeeding the way that I am. And I think it's really, it's really great to know that there's – that this has become such a big thing in our society, so yeah. And then how about specifically the game of softball? What type of growth have you seen for the game as a whole, maybe at the college level, or anything that you've experienced personally? Yeah, so I think that softball as a whole has become more relevant to, obviously, the sports community. Like, I think it was either last year or the year before, um, there was more streams on the NCAA um, national championship and I think that that's really important for women's sports now. And then the game of softball, how would you say, if you're a casual fan, what would you say would draw you in to watch a softball game? Whether it's an Akron game or any game at all, what would you tell the casual fan is the most exciting thing about softball? I would say just the environment. Like, watching a softball game is 
like if you look at the fans and you look at the team, I think there's just the environment is so like uplifting and there's always so much like encouragement from teams and fans. And I think that that plays a big role in like how many people watch the game and stuff like that. And let's talk about the University of Akron program specifically. If you're speaking to Akron students, what is your pitch to bring them out to softball games and come out and support you guys? Well, I would say that we, our team is out to get a lot of wins, and I think that it would be really nice to have our stadium full of, full of people watching us do that. So, yeah. And you mentioned the support that you kind of have as a player and as a person. I like to give people the opportunity to talk about their journey. Who would you say, whether softball or in life, has been there for you the most and put you in the position that you're in today? Um, I would say definitely my parents. My parents have been extremely helpful. They have put me through travel ball. They've taken me to every single tournament that I need to go to, and I'm extremely grateful for them. And I think that if I didn't have my parents, I probably would not be here. Fantastic answer. Delaney, any final thoughts before we close out? I don't think so. Thank you so much for taking the time to come up here today. Thank you. And good luck this season. We'll be out to see you guys play. Thank you. Great thoughts. Once again, that was Akron Zips softball infielder Delaney Jenkinson. And next up, it's time to transition to the men's side of the ball into our Akron Zips baseball program, which had been defunct for a few years, but now it is back. It has been back for about five years. Let's jump right into it. With next up, we have Spencer Atkins. He is a senior pitcher out of Sylvania, Ohio, number 25. He's going to give his thoughts on the year ahead and what you as a Zips fan should be looking forward to with the Akron Zips baseball program. So once again, it's time for Spencer Atkins here on Sports. Sports Power Talk Overtime. Next up on this episode of SPT Overtime, we have right-handed pitcher from the Zips baseball team, Mr. Spencer Atkins. Spencer, thank you for taking the time to come up here today. No problem, anytime. Spencer, let's jump right into it, talk some Zips baseball. Before we even get really too deep, what are your thoughts on the upcoming season? What, what are you looking forward to the most? Super excited. I mean, I think this is the best group of guys we've had since I've been here. Um, I think the team chemistry is like at an all-time high. And I think everything's just going in the right direction as far as what our coaching staff expects from us, what um, what us as a team, our expectations are, and ultimately our end goal. Long off season, obviously. Talk about what you did yourself to prepare for this upcoming year. Did you play anywhere else? Did you get any experience outside of Akron baseball? Uh, I played summer ball in the Appalachian League this past summer, and that was a great experience. Um, a lot of good competition down there, so it was really just – Getting down there, perfecting my craft, working on getting better at things that I need to work on, and uh, going down and getting those innings and really just uh, like figuring out who I am as a pitcher and what I need to work on, and then perfecting those things so when I come back to school I can be the best I can be for the team. What are some of the things that you personally did want to work on? Did you achieve any of your goals in the offseason? I think it was just uh, my, main, my main focus for the summer was uh, winning two out of three. So getting that two strikes before I get two balls, that was really all my focus was this summer. Like if I got two strikes before I got two balls and ended up walking a kid, it's like I can live with that. I can know that I'm getting ahead in the count and I am getting hitters in an uncomfortable spot. So that was really my main focus. And then everything else just kind of came with that as far as like lowering the ERA, getting through innings, being like a starting role where I can go five, six, seven innings regularly. And part of that two of three really like, is the base of 
is the foundation of like that whole system of getting into those late games is because minimize pitch count and getting hitters out early in counts really just helps prolong your start. Sure. Again, one more off-season topic. Talk about what the off-season has looked like for the Zips baseball program. What have you guys done as a team to prepare yourself for the upcoming year? Um, as far as – I can't speak much on the hitters, but as far as pitching-wise, it was a lot of uh, like high focus in bullpens, really just perfecting on – like living at the bottom of the zone, getting in spots where hitters don't want to swing the bat. So I think that was the main the main focus on the pitching side of things, especially is like getting in better shape as a team overall, um, really just being able to execute it as a high level. We started lifting at 6 a.m. So it's, hey, that Thursday morning when you have, pra- when you have lift at 6, how are we going to come out at practice? Thursday practice isn't a hard practice. It's more like team defense, but it's, we know you're tired, your bodies are tired, now it's time to work on it mentally and execute at a high level and stay focused throughout the whole practice rather than saying, oh, my body's tired, I can't really, I, I can't make this play. When it's, you can, you just won't let yourself. Let's talk a little bit about the past season. You guys finished 21 and 34. Coming into this year, what are your expectations for the year ahead? What can you take from last season and bring into this year to improve upon your record and achieve any goal that you and your team might have um I mean last season was definitely a big stepping stone for the program we uh I think we were eight or nine games out of the conference tournament last year and we lost about 12 or 13 games I think in the eighth or later inning so it's really really our focus this year is winning that seven eighth and ninth inning as a team and that'll put you in a lot of good spots to win a lot of baseball games if you win those innings and I think that's where we struggled last year was on the back half of the games is we either had a lead and went into the 7th, 8th, and ninth and thought, oh, we got it in the bag, we're going to win. And then it just doesn't happen and we get complacent and we lose. So I think, uh, I think, our, I think our team this year is, uh, a lot, is bought in a lot more on that expectation of we're making a conference tournament this year. We're not losing those 10 to 12 games in the last half of the game. We're gonna we're gonna execute at a high level the entire game, and uh, really we're gonna make it to Avon this year. And we had a team meeting when we got back from winter break, and our coach said, "My expectation this year is to take this group to Avon." And we got back, and as a team, we were like, "Screw that! We want to win it. Like we're winning a conference tournament this year. We don't sure. care what it takes. Our team's gonna do it." So I think as a team, our expectations are through the roof, and we were picked to finish last in the conference. So. We have nothing to lose. All we can do is go out and shock the conference and uh, play great baseball and hopefully make a good run at the end of the year. 100%. And you talk about all these team goals. Obviously, the biggest change for your program this year is a new head coach and Coach Falls. Talk about what that transition has been like for you and the rest of your team. I mean, I've had I've had quite a few head coaches in my time here. I think <laughs> I had three diff- four different head coaches, actually. So um, the change wasn't something that necessarily took me by, like, shock. I kind of we kind of knew going into last year it was either like going into this summer we were either going to have the same head coach or they were going to get a new one so it was kind of 50-50 what we thought was going to happen but I think I think we definitely got our guy and I think coach Falds is uh is what the program needs someone who's like driven and has high standards for his team I mean he was at St. Ed's in uh Texas this past few years and his team was a regional team every year. They were top of their conference. So going into that and seeing like how he held his teams to a higher standard in the past, we uh, we knew what we were getting ourselves into. 
and he coached at OU and he won a conference tournament at OU. So we have we have those same expectations and it's we hold each other accountable. We know that he wants to go and win this thing and we want to go and win it. So that's all we can really ask from our coaching staff right now. What was some of the first messages from Coach Folds when he came in and initially talked to you guys? Um, the main message was, I don't care what happened these past three years. What happened in the past with his other coaching staffs, this is how things are going to be. And if you don't like it, you can get out. But we're going to win. And that's kind of his main focus is he doesn't care if he hurts your feelings. He'll be straight up honest with you, but you're going to win. You're going to win while he's your head coach. You're going to win after he's gone. Like He's setting – our goal this year is to set set the standard for every year to come. Is set that set that standard that Akron Zips baseball is back. We're gonna win, and we don't care who we need to fit, like face in the way. We're gonna take them on and expect to win every game we play. Absolutely, new staff, new team for you. You're in your fourth season with the Zips. Talk about kind of the leadership role you might have, maybe mentoring some younger players or to bring your team to that conference tournament goal. Yeah, I mean we have a really young team. Um, so we, we rely heavily on those upperclassmen to kind of teach those guys. And I think, uh, I think we have a pretty good set standard that if any of the younger guys have any questions, they can come to any of the upperclassmen about anything. Cause chances are I've been through a lot <laughs> in college sports. I've had a lot of different coaches. I've seen a lot of different ways college coaches play baseball. Like we've been through it. We've seen something. We know someone who knows mm -hmm. something. So it's just, uh, like being an open book for those younger guys is just, I think, is the biggest thing that can help them grow as a college athlete and help them have that confidence to perform at their highest level. So let's look into your past couple seasons. Last season, you had nine appearances with seven starts. You threw a complete game, which was 34 innings, or 34 total innings, excuse me. You threw 34 total innings on the year, but you did throw a complete game. Talk about how that feels. What is it like to throw a complete game at the college level? I mean, I don't even think I threw a complete game in high school. I think that was the first ever CG I've ever thrown. Um, I mean, it was awesome. It was it was the best best moment I've had in probably my life in sports. Um, it's just like knowing you performed your best that day is really what uh, just kind of is in shock about it. Because baseball, like the rule of thumb is ninety percent of the time you're gonna be you're gonna have your average stuff. You're going to have your average off speed, average fastball, average command. 5% of the time, you're going to have your best stuff. 5% of the time, you're going to have your worst stuff. So it's kind of like, hey, that day I was in my top 5%. If I can get my 90% to be near that top 5%, I know I can perform at a high level. So I think that was kind of like, that day was kind of eye-opening to me because it was like, I'm good enough to do that. What's stopping me from doing that every single start? Right. It's like... I need to be able to execute like that every single time I get on the mound, and I know I can do it. I've proved that I can do it. It's just getting that getting that back-to-back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back starts is really what uh, kind of was eye-opening to me about that appearance. Talk a little bit about the rotation for this upcoming year in the pitcher's room. What's the camaraderie like? You talk about it's such a good group and a lot of guys are getting along. Talk about specifically the pitchers for you. What is it like inside that room? Um, the best way I described it to my coach in the fall when he asked about it was, it's like a summer ball team. <laughs> we have, I think we have like seven or eight returning pitchers on a 20-pitcher staff, 20 or 18. So about half the team, about half the pitching staff is new. So it's just these new faces, and it's just kind of 
you show up day one, you don't know much about anyone, and then it's just like, hey, you're forced to know these guys. These are who you spend 90% of your time with when you're at practice is the pitching staff. So um, it was kind of funny because everyone's just new, and we all kind of act the same. We're all a bit childish, but the, it's a great group. Um, I think we all we all have high standards for each other, and we all hold each other accountable. And I believe that like this pitching staff is going to grow and do great things. I mean, we threw the ball extremely well this past weekend, and I think when we start getting into three game sets, we're going to put ourselves in a good spot to really uh, win a lot of series. It's a good transition piece there to jump into your upcoming schedule for the year. Let's talk a little bit about before you get into conference play. Are there any key matchups for you as a team that you guys are looking forward to to try and improve upon your own play? So last, this past weekend, we uh, we were at Wake Forest, who is the number one team in the country. We played a four-game set down there against uh, Fordham, Illinois, and Wake. We played two against Illinois, and we ended up splitting with them, but I thought we threw the ball really well that past weekend, and we, we executed on offense. Um, Jared Schaefer went out, and he had a great start on Friday, and then I started game two and struggled a little bit, but our offense kept it in it. And then Saturday against Fordham, we went in and we took it to him. We ended up winning 14 to seven, I think. So we kind of made a statement there about a decent, a pretty good team that we uh, we really stepped on and took it to him in a late game. And then number one Wake, and we struggled a little bit there, but um, it was a lot of first appearances for guys. So a lot of a lot of freshmen came in and made their first college appearances. So I think. We beat ourselves a little bit on the mound that game. We had, I think, 10 walks or hit-by-pitches total, which you're not really going to beat many teams doing that. But um, those first those first appearances, jitters are kind of out of the way. But those guys, I still think they, we didn't go into that game scared. We went into that weekend expecting to win every single game we played. And we, we, we expected that, and uh, I think that was the biggest takeaway from the weekend. Is even though we were we finished two and two on the weekend, we uh, we went in and played number one Wake, and we were, as a team, we thought we were going to go in and beat their teeth. And so I think that's the biggest thing from that weekend that we should take away. But uh, next weekend we're at the Citadel, and they're a good team, so it'll be a good test for us in a three-game set on how our pitching staff's gonna going to show in a three-game series just like conference and how how those guys that went in this past weekend are going to bounce back this weekend against a team that's not seen as highly of a good team as Wake Forest or Illinois but is still a really solid team so we need to come in and be prepared and take it to them and then the following weekend we're at Duke who I believe is ranked 12th right now so that'll be another good uh, test for our team heading into conference play so a lot of high-caliber teams that we're playing, which should uh, put us in a good spot for the conference. Absolutely. How is the mindset different between non-conference and conference play, um, if I it think, is at all? I think it's not super different. I think you kind of go in and you're expecting to win. Obviously, playing Wake Forest, everyone goes in, oh, crap, it's the number one <laughs> team in the country. Like We need to be on our A game to beat them. But at the end of the day, they're just college kids. They're playing the same sport we play. They play at the same level. Sure, their team might be seen as the best team in the country, but it's baseball. Anything can happen on any given day in baseball. I mean, that's shown all the time. You see every year a Division One Power 5 team loses to, like, a local D3 or JUCO team. So, like, anyone can be anyone on any day. It's always just showing up, playing your best baseball, and 
your best can be anyone else's best when they don't have it. So I think that's kind of the thought process between going into there. And conference play, you know, conference play is uh, it's different than those preseason weekends because you, we scout a lot harder for conference play. Sure. You have more on all these pitching staffs. You know who starting rotations are going to be. You know what lineups are going to look like. So you scout a lot harder, and you want to – obviously those games mean more because those games are what get you to a conference tournament. Those are what get you to a regional is right. winning those games. So obviously those mean more, but I think going into it, we, we would still handle any game in our conference like we would against playing Wake Forest or playing Duke or the Citadel is – Going in, expecting to win, playing your best baseball, and if you do that, chances are you're going to put yourself in a really good spot to win a baseball game. When you get into conference play, which starts around early March with Toledo, talk about some of the rivalries within the MAC. Obviously, the Akron-Kent State rivalry is something to touch on, but maybe in baseball there's bigger games as well. Talk about maybe some of the games in the MAC that your team specifically looks forward to on the year. Yeah, I mean, I think Toledo's always a big series for us. Um, they're always a good test of what the conference is gonna gonna look like. The past few years, Toledo's been pretty good. They've been a they've been a fringe conference tournament team every single year. So I think playing them week one is a really good test to our abilities, and we can kind of set the tone going in and beating one of those teams that's predicted to be a tournament team. If we go in, win two out of three or sweep, that puts you in a really good spot going forward. And uh, I think. Toledo is one of those teams that if you want to make it to a conference tournament, you got to beat them in this weekend series. Obviously, Kent, they were picked uh, top of the conference. Everyone says they're going to be the regional team. They're looking to do damage again this year. I think they lost like three games in conference at home last year, which is insane. Wow. But they're, uh, they're a super good team. They have a lot of depth on the mound and some really good hitters. So I think going out and playing them hard at, at home, that'll – That'll also set the tone for a conference tournament because that is a series. I think that's later in the season, so heading in towards the back half of conference, uh, just really if we can go and take two out of three or three out of three from them, that'll be a good uh, – that'll set the tone for the last half of the season for us. And then Miami, they always pitch the ball really well. So going there and putting up a good offensive performance for a weekend is really going to help our guys uh, in the box really build. Um, and then the rest of the conference is always pretty solid. I mean, you're never going to play anyone in the, in the Mac. That's bad. Everyone's, everyone's competitive. Everyone can lose to everyone. And this year with there being five new head coaches in the conference, I think this season is, it's wide open. Wow. Anyone can win at any time. Anyone can beat anyone. You never know. NIU, I think they won five conference games last season, but they have a new head coach. They're looking to do really good things up there. So you never know when you go into conference play with this many new with this many new coaching staffs is you never know what you're getting but you can always expect your team to go out and perform so i think that's that's where we're at heading into conference play how would you compare the competitiveness in the mac to other com- conferences in the country i think the mac is one of the i think it's actually one of the top like mid-major conferences um I think there's always there's always a lot of good draft guys in the conference. Um, there's always teams that will pitch the ball really well. There's teams that will hit very well. Kent being one of those. Miami being one of those teams that always has stud pitchers. OU always does a bit of both. Um, Ball State always does both. Like it's it's a very competitive conference, and 
it's like I said, it's it's an open conference this year. Anyone can win it. And at the end of the day, it's just going to come down to who's going to be the more consistent team throughout the season, who's going to sustain from injuries the best, who's going to keep those nine guys that are running out of the lineup healthy and execute at a high level. But I think compared to some other conferences, ours is, ours is up there for one of the better mid-major conferences. I mean, this past weekend, we a bunch of teams in our conference went and played Big Ten teams. The MAC had a winning record against those Big Ten teams this past weekend. Like Western Michigan went out and split a series with Michigan. Ball State beat Michigan State. We split with Illinois. I mean, it's. Uh, I think we. I think our best on any day can beat a lot of teams' best. So I think. I think that's why the MAC is a really good conference to play in. And there's always opportunity in the in to go to go to a tournament or go to a regional. Sure. With baseball being such a long season, how do you guys prevent fatigue within your roster? Um, a lot of it is a lot of it's done off the field. I mean, you can only do so much in the training room, as far as like getting scraped, getting needled, cupping, working with your trainer to get rid of nicks and bruises. But um, for the most part, it's just it's hydrating, sleeping, and eating well. Those are the big three that uh, really just help you stay your best. Um, staying at 80-20, 80% is a good diet. 20% can be your junk food, ice cream, candy, whatever, stuff you eat on the road while you're on the bus. Um, but making sure we get eight hours of sleep every night, that's been, that's been preached to us. So I also think part of it is we beat ourselves into the ground. Our coaching staff put us through the ringer on, uh, in the fall and the preseason. So I think part of that is our bodies have already been put through the mud and uh, now that we're in season this is the easy part we're practicing three days a week hitting the road Thursday then playing Friday Saturday Sunday like this is the easy part this is the part where it's fun this is where you get to go out and play another team finally so I think it's just taking care of the body is getting those eight hours of sleep and making sure you're staying hydrated and eating well are the biggest things that will just like help your team stay healthy throughout the season. You mentioned earlier that you guys scout way more for MAC teams because you know the rotations. You kind of know what's going on with the team. What is a process for preparing for a team in the MAC like under Coach Falls? As much as you can disclose, that is. So usually it it goes into uh, like on the pitching side of things. We'll look at hitters, and our coaching staff will go in and they'll look at all the hitters in the lineup. Other guys that play have a good amount of ABs. They'll kind of get a decent. They'll get a good scouting report on them on like where they like pitches, where they don't like pitches, what they swing at, what they chase, as far as stuff like that. And um, usually in every lineup, there's a couple of guys that do damage. There's a couple of big guys that love to hit the long ball. So our thought process is like if we if we don't get beat by these guys, we'll put ourselves in a good spot. If you kind of eliminate those big power hitters in a lineup, don't get them up to the plate with runners on, you put yourself in a good spot. Solo home runs aren't going to beat you in a game if you give up a solo shot, it's whatever, but it's really just limiting base runners, keeping these guys on their toes, keep them in the box as long as possible, make them uncomfortable all the time and attack them, and kind of stick to our stick to our pitching plan. You know, like we're not going to pitch – we're not going to pitch out of our strengths. If if you're someone that someone on our staff loves going into right-handed hitters, we're not going to if we get a right-handed hitter out that likes to pull the ball and wants to see it in, we're not going to make that person go and throw away, you know? Like we're going to pitch to our strengths and if sure. it means giving a hitter what they want to see, go ahead, try and beat us with our best stuff, right. but 
it won't happen. So that's kind of our thought process is we're just going to attack guys all season at the end of the day, and we're going to make them beat us. If we throw our best pitch and they beat us, tip your cap and say great swing, but it's baseball. You could, you'll fail seven out of ten times and you're still considered good. Right. College hitters aren't going to hit that pitch ten out of ten times, so we'll play the odds. We'll let guys, we'll let guys swing at their pitch they want, but at the end of the day we're going to let it be known like, hey, we're coming right at you in the box, so you better be ready or you're going to be back in the dugout pretty quick. For you personally with the season upcoming, what are some personal goals for you? Um, my my main goal was uh, all conference pitcher. That was kind of what I told Coach Faults at the end of the the end of the fall was uh, I'm going to be on a conference team at the end of this year. I did it in summer ball against a great against a great league that was loaded with a bunch of Power Five and SEC guys and ACC guys. So, what's saying I can't do it in conference? Sure. So that was kind of my main thought is. My individual goal would be do that. And along with that, it was give my team quality starts. If I'm starting, I want to give up three or less runs every single appearance. If I do that, I put my team in a good spot to win baseball games, um, especially because our offense, I think, is going to be one of the top offenses in the conference, and we're going to score six-plus runs a game, I feel like. So if I can go out, give up three or less runs in a start, our offense is going to outscore that. They're going to double their runs they produce during a game. So – I think that's the main focus, and I think if I'm throwing the ball well, that just that leads to all those team goals that we want. Like quality starts will lead to wins. Wins will lead to conference tournaments. Conference tournaments will lead to a conference championship. Conference championship leads to a regional. Mm-hmm. So all those things they all kind of build on each other. So that's why I think like individual goals are important, but they should be aligned with like your team goals and what you expect through the season. So that's why mine was. I'm not going to just go out and say I want to lead the conference in strikeouts or innings pitched or something. I want to I want to lead in multiple categories or be up there in multiple categories and because of that result in our team being a conference tournament team. You touched on your team's strengths with the hitting. What are some of your team's greatest strengths for the upcoming year? What should Zips fans be looking for inside the park? I think we're going to throw the ball really well on the mound. I think we have a lot of guys that are going to make a huge impact this year, especially a lot of freshmen that are going to come in and do great things on the pitching side. Um, so I think we're going to play a lot of super close games, and uh, that's always more exciting than blowing someone out or getting blown out. Sure. There's a game, two or one, two, three-run games that one swing of the back and blow it wide open and change the lead. But I think offensively, our guys, their approach is awesome. Um they're they're a very very hard group of guys to get out, especially pitching against them an entire fall and preseason. You realize how how structured they are when they're in the box compared to other teams we've faced and other teams in the past. They get in there and they're they're looking to do damage even in two strike counts. They're still getting their swings off and they're fighting, and they don't want to strike out. So that's that's one of the toughest things to pitch against is teams that don't strike out is when you get a guy 0-2 and you landed your best off speed you can throw and you expect to swing and miss and they just take it with ease, you kind of stand there and you're like, dang, what am I <laughs> going to do now? I just threw the best, the best 0-2 pitch I could throw and they didn't even think about it. So I think, I think offensively we're going we're gonna to get on base and we're going to be one of those teams that's going to lead the conference in walks and hit by pitches and those those teams that lead in walks and hit by pitches they always tend to be the teams that are top five in the country like last year LSU led the country in hit by pitches 
and they won the national tournament. So there's <laughs> there's really there's a correlation between teams that get on base and get hit or get walks and teams that win. So if we can keep getting those free bases any way possible, I mean, we did it this past weekend. We got walked and hit a ton, and we won games. So I think it's those hitters are going to stick to their approach. They're going to do damage, and they're going to – they're going to be consistent all year, and pitching-wise, we're going to throw the ball well. So I think those will be the most exciting parts to watch is how well we throw the ball and how well we hit the ball. And, Spencer, one final question for you before we get ready to close out. What is your pitch to Zips fans to come out to your games? You know, this is a program that was defunct for a few years. Now it's back, and hopefully in the best shape it's been in a long time. What is your pitch to students, Zips fans anywhere, to come out to your games and support? I mean, if you haven't been out to a baseball game yet, I don't know what you're doing. You should come <laughs> out. Um, there's really there's nothing more exciting than watching like a bottom of the ninth game and you hit a walk off home run. We did it against Illinois in game two of the season. Like that's the stuff that makes baseball super exciting. Sure, the game itself isn't like basketball where you have constant three pointers being made, but there's a lot of fun stuff to see at a baseball game. A lot of good energy. Um, I think the vibes are super high at baseball games. It's always it's always an electric uh, electric team electric benches, um, and it's super emotional sport. Like there's a lot of talk between teams, a lot of yelling. Um, players get fired up, fans get fired up. I just think I think it's a great thing to do, especially when we play at Canal Park. You know, we get a great yeah. crowd, great great place to play, and uh, there's really nothing nothing more exciting than watching a close game go into the late innings and one team goes and wins it talk about that experience playing at canal park what's the difference like from playing here at akron to playing in a minor league stadium like canal park well apparently our field is the top five hardest is the fifth hardest field in college baseball to hit a home run at i guess (laughs) wow so um i want to say canal park kind of plays the same way just because it's a bigger field uh deeper down the lines, deeper in the gap. So hitting home runs there is hard. Um, and it plays a lot more a lot more spacious than our field. But um it's a it's a different environment. Like you kinda get that like big league feel when you're playing on a field like that, when there's fans in the stands. Um I think those are some of the best games we play just because like the atmosphere is nothing like we get at Skills Field where People come out and it's a loud crowd and you can you can hear the fans echoing all over the park and I think we're always we're always excited to go and play a canal because it's a little different change of scenery from what we're used to and teams that come in are always excited to play there because it's a sweet field great surface and we just get to go there and play good baseball and beat whoever decides to come in and play us and leave it at that. Final question for you. Biggest thing that you're excited for in the upcoming year? Anything at all? I think it's making a tournament run with this team. I think that's the thing that I'm looking forward to the most. Um, They brought the conference tournament back last year after not having it my first two years here. They now expanded it to six teams. So those six teams that make it, it's really anyone's anyone's, uh, tournament when you get in there. And anything can happen in tournament baseball. Two years ago, Ole Miss was one of the last four teams into the conference turn or into the NCAA tournament, and they ended up winning the national championship. Like anything can happen when you get into tournament time. So, I think that's the biggest thing I'm excited for this season with this group of guys is to go in, make a tournament run, 
shock the conference and put Akron baseball back on the map. Spencer, thank you so much for taking the time to be up here today. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. And if you haven't been out to a Zips baseball game, make sure you get out to one. Great words from Akron Zips pitcher Spencer Atkins from the Zips baseball program. Once again, I'm your host, Logan Congrove, and this is the Akron Zips baseball and softball feature here on Sports Power Talk Overtime. And we have one more interview lined up for you here on this show, and that is Akron Zips head coach of the baseball program, Mr. Brian Falls. Coach Falls is in his first season with the Zips baseball team, and he's looking to bring it back to prominence. So without further ado, let's talk with Coach Falls about the Akron Zips baseball program. Joining me here in the studio today is Akron Zips baseball head coach, Mr. Brian Falls. Coach, thank you so much for taking the time to come up here today. Thanks for having me, Logan. Super excited to dive into your season, but let's talk about what brought you here to the University of Akron. Talk about what drew you to the Zips baseball program this year. Yeah, what, what drew me to this job was just Akron in general. I think it's a sleeping giant. Uh, the facilities that we have, the area they're in with, you know, the National Forest right there, downtown Akron, the Rubber Ducks, Cleveland 20, you know, 30 minutes away. It's To me, it's a sleeping giant, and um, there's a lot of good things happening and a lot of good things coming to the athletic department as well. You came from St. Edwards. You had a great season, ranked number 20 in Division Two this past year before you got to Akron. Talk about your experience at St. Edwards and what you could use to bring to Akron. Yeah, it was, it was a great experience. I was there four years as an assistant, two years as a head coach. And uh, the last two years, we won 72, 73 games, something like that. I lost in the regional final twice. Um, you know, but it was a took over, too, for a program that, you know, was – ready to take off again it had a lot of good tradition and success in the past and um you know we took off and had a really good runs and really it's just bringing the culture and the leadership and um just a constant consistency of doing everything right all the time and um that's really what the success is what happened at st edwards is you know what we're bringing here what differences have you noticed between division two and division one so far Division two is good baseball. It kind of gets a bad rap. Um, you know, the difference is is the depth on the teams, the depth on the positioning side of things, depth on the, on the mound. Um, all teams have it at Division two level. It's hit or miss. Um, but every team you play here is going to have the depth on the mound and, you know, that one or two guys off the bench that can, you know, usually start for anybody else too. And you come in in your first year. Talk about your recruiting process. What did you pitch to your players to come to the University of Akron in your first season? Be part of the change. Be part of changing the culture. Be part of changing, hey, the history of this place. Um, you know, it's had some success, but, you know, not consistent success. And um, that's what we're looking to do. And our, like I said, our goal is we don't have low goals. It's, hey, we want to go win the MAC tournament. We want to go get it in the regional this year. And um, we don't think that this program is far off from doing that. And be part of the team that sets this apart and sets it in the right direction. Talk about the MAC Conference as a whole, or the MAC, I should say. I, I can't stand when people say MAC Conference. <laughs> it's in the name every time. Talk about the MAC as a whole, maybe some teams that are on your schedule that you're looking ahead to. Uh, you've already coached in the MAC yourself. You were at Ohio University for a couple seasons. Talk about the MAC, what it means to you, and maybe the competitiveness of the conference. You know, it's a very good conference. Uh, it doesn't get a you know good reputation because it's up north. But, uh, you know, coming from Texas, this is down in the south. It's going to be ranked higher than it usually is. Um, you know, we're down playing the Citadel this weekend. And, you know, that coach is sitting there going, man, it has so much respect for the MAC. Um, it's a really good conference. you got Kent State, Ball State, Central Michigan. All three of those teams are always at the top. 
You look at Western Michigan, they went out and swept Pepperdine this weekend. Um, you know, Ohio played tough against Campbell, who's a perennial regional team, and, you know, trying to knock on the door of Super Regionals. You know, it's a very, very good conference, and it's underrated, and, it, you know, to be at the top, you got to play really good baseball consistently every weekend. Talk about playing some of the higher-level opponents, like maybe in the Big Ten, other bigger conferences for a MAC school. You played Illinois earlier in the year, which I do want to talk about here in a second. But talk about how do you prepare differently for bigger schools outside of the MAC? There is no difference. Uh, I prepare the same way. Um, it's always, hey, you know, first pitch strikes, timely hitting, and playing really solid defense. That doesn't matter who you're playing. Baseball's baseball. That's a great thing about it. Um, you know, if you have – any given day, a pitcher can go out there and dominate the hitting team, and um, that's what it's about. It's about that constant competition, one-on-one -on -one competition, and you know, competitive excellence is what we're looking for. And so, there's no difference from playing, like I said, we're playing Duke this weekend compared to the Citadel. Everyone's a good team, and everyone's beatable. Spencer touched on the different types of preparation. He said that when preparing for a bigger school, that sometimes it's more difficult to scout their lineups because you don't know as much as the difference of preparing with a Mac school is you kind of know their rotations, especially on the pitching side of things. You kind of know where they're going to throw. What's that like on the coaching side of things? We know who's pitching. That we All of us coaches, we talk. We give each other the rotation. We know the lot. It was a bunch of video out there. Now it's unlike when I first got into college coaching, you had to go searching for the video, and it was not high-quality video. Nowadays, it, everyone has Synergy. Everyone has on ESPN+. Plus. You know, we're driving back from the Citadel last night, and I watched every single game Duke's played so far this year. And, um, you know, it's the scouting-wise is very – it's not as difficult as it used to be. Uh, so it's, it's pretty easy now to get every, all that information you need. Let's jump into that Illinois series. Get your first win at Akron, and it comes in a really awesome fashion with Bowman getting the homer in the 11th inning. Talk about that experience. How was that being with your team? No, it was good to see those guys, you know, come back. We had a first game of that – Day we lost three to one. Had really played really solid game. Um, they had two home runs that beat us that game, and we didn't cash in when we could. Um, to see them bounce back from that, and you know, face another really good arm and stay with it, and you know, it was back and forth game where we took the lead, they took the lead, we came back and tied it, and then we held on to it. And you know, Max Bowman coming up and hitting the game-winning home run in the eleventh inning when. In the bottom of the 10th inning, we had a chance to end it with a runner on third, less than two outs, and didn't get it done. And um, But it was good to see the, the team resolve and resiliency to come back and get the win then. Before we jump into your MAC play schedule, talk about maybe some key players on your roster this year that fans should look out for to come out and support the Zips. Yeah, I'll say first off starts with, you know, Jack Poist, um, returning hitter from last year, starting left fielder. Um, then you got Ian Pennington, obviously, who was – been around here for the last three years. Uh, Michael Sprock has come back from injuries. You know, going to be back there behind the plate a lot and get that pitching staff to where they need to be. Um, obviously, got Spencer Atkins who's been around for four years and you know has experience in the MAC and starting for us. Um, some of the new guys is Jared Schaefer. Um, he started both Friday nights for us. Pitched really well against Illinois. Pitched really well against the Citadel. Um, really excited to see what he can do this weekend. Um, Dawson Turney had a really good out in this last week against the Citadel on Sunday. Um, Fisher Pyatt at shortstop. He's a transfer from Central Arizona. Junior college was one of the top junior colleges in the country last year. Um, so it's a really good group of new faces and old faces um, that hopefully will bring an exciting game of baseball, you know, 
to Akron. To touch on that point as well, you mentioned that Spencer's had some experience here at the University of Akron, got some new guys coming in. Spencer touched on the camaraderie between all the teammates right now. Uh, talk about what your players have talked to you about, maybe how it's different now. You know, Spencer mentioned that he's had, I think, three head coaches in his time at Akron. I, you might be the fourth. I, I could be wrong on that. But talk about how it feels different this year for some of your more experienced players if they've talked to you about that at all. No, we don't really worry about what happened here in the past. We weren't here, uh, so I can't really touch on what they're feeling from different from this year to last year. But, you know, our whole goal is to competitive excellence and, you know, power of the unit and dynamic leadership and um, basically holding them accountable for their actions on and off the field. And our biggest thing is just our whole saying is do the right thing all the time and um, on and off the field, and usually that takes care of its, itself. Let's jump into your MAC schedule a little bit. Starting off with Toledo in early March, it's kind of when you start getting into some of your conference games. What are some key matchups throughout your season that fans should look forward to? All of them. Great answer. <laughs> there, there is no key matchup. Every weekend's the same. You know, top six teams this year make it Avon where the conference tournament is. So, you know, you can't say, oh, we're looking forward to this series or this series. You got to, you know, got to win them all if you really if you want to win the conference. Um, but really it's, hey, we're trying to get in the MAC term and give us a chance to win that thing. And each series, is there's no one series that's more important than the other. Um, every win counts the same. It doesn't matter if you beat Kent State or you beat Ball State or Ohio, still one win. Um, each one counts the same. So there's no one team where, hey, we got to beat this team or we're looking at playing this team. It's, you know, game ahead of us right now. Or it's Friday night against Duke is the game we're looking to. And, after this weekend, we'll worry about who we're playing next. Talk about the preparation process for the MAC tournament. Obviously, you mentioned you have coached in the MAC before. What is it like to get over that hump and into the tournament? Getting in the tournament's fun, but winning it's even more fun. Um, that's our goal: is not just to get in the tournament, we want to win it. And it's really what we talked about earlier: it takes good pitching, good defense, and timely hits. Um, the game hasn't changed for years and years. It may change the basis, shifts, and all that, but the Fair fundamentals of the game, it's never going to change. And those are the three things that you're going to have to do to, one, get in it, um, and then, two, to win it. And, you know, people used to say, hey, when we won in 2017 when I was at Ohio, they said you got hot. It's not, no, we didn't get hot. We were playing the same way the whole mm -hmm. year, and we were consistent at it, and that's why we won that thing. What is a typical Coach Folds training session like on any given day? Whew. <laughs> that's, you know, we're going to always – it's going to be – Fundamentally sound, um, high energy, high, everything's going to be a competition. Um, and it's going to be basically really fundamentally sound, and we're going to get after it. And we really dive in on the fundamental side of things and competitiveness at practice. And usually if you can do that, it carries over to the game. What are some of your expectations for your players on and off the field? Of course, you know, there's a lot of things that go into winning baseball games, not necessarily on the field in itself, what are your personal expectations for an Akron Zips baseball player? Be a good student. You know, last year they had, or the last semester, we had the highest GPA they've had in the last, I think, or 12 seasons. <laughs> um, so that was good to see. They're getting it done in the classroom. That's first and foremost, they are student athletes. Um, most of these guys, you know, even if they do get drafted, you know, I've had, I've co been coaching now 16 years, and I've had two guys that I've coached not have to get a job after getting done playing in the Major League Baseball. So it's a very slim number that don't won't have to use their college degree. Um, two, it's doing the right – we talk about doing the right thing. You know, they all laugh at me. I always talk about the shopping cart example. You go to the 
giant eagle. You go grocery shopping, take your shopping cart out. You see a bunch of people put it on the curb. Hey, go put that shopping cart where it goes belong in the shopping cart holders, not that grocery store's person to come out and get it. They're supposed to go to the holder to go get it and for the next person to use it. Um, so really and doing the right thing all the time um, and just having energy, being ready to go. Don't come in here all moping around. You know, we want guys to have high energy and ready to rock and roll on and off the field. If you walk in our coach's office every time, you're going to feel the energy and you're going to feel some, hey, we're going to give each other some ribbings and, you know, we're going to keep guys on each other's toes and get a fun competitive atmosphere on and off the field. What would, you be, what would your pitch to university students to come out and support Zips Baseball be? I mean, baseball is America's game, and we have such beautiful facilities, as you mentioned, here at the University of Akron. Talk about what you would say to students and fans to come out and support your program this year. Come on out. It's, make some noise. It's going to be, hopefully, a, like I said, a different style of baseball. Our guys get after it, high energy, competitive. It's going to be a fun, some fun games to watch. We're dynamic offense. You can hit the long ball. Um, we're going to steal some bases. It's going to be... I think a different formula of what has been here in the past of, you know, we're going to we're gonna get after it and hopefully some energy and guys like to see it and it's, it's a fun brand of baseball to watch. Spencer brought up something to me in our interview that Skills Field is rated the, I think, third hardest field in the whole country to hit a home run in. Is that true? Can you elaborate on that? I, I haven't seen it, but <laughs> I can tell you in the fall it wasn't that way. Uh, but I think when the spring, when the wind changes, it has played a little bit bigger. Um, and our preseason practices. Um, but like I said, we're, we're a team that can stretch out the field or you know, make it look small. And um, hey, if the wind is blowing in, we have the offense that, hey, we, can, we have the team speed to you know, lay a bunt down, steal second, steal third, and you know, sack fly them in or whatever we need to do to get the job done. Um, but yes, the, the numbers are there that says that. I'll be interested to see if that's true or not once we get going. Well, you hope that it's not true on your side of things, but for your opponent, absolutely, you hope it's true. <laughs> hey, I, I'm a pitching guy at heart, so I, lo I love the big field and play sure. number three in the country. I'll take that. <laughs> Let's touch on a bit of the travel aspect of being a Division One baseball player or coach. You know, you mentioned sometimes you might be gone Thursday through Sunday for a series. What's that like on you and your team? Uh, I don't, I don't say it's tough. They're kind of used to it. I should say. You know, last night we roll in at 3 o'clock in the morning and they're up at class at 8 a.m. and um, they're off today. So we kind of a, catch your breath and get your feet back on the ground and back at it Tuesday, Wednesday, and we'll leave Thursday for Duke. Um, well, it's one of those things that they're used to it. We study on the bus. You know, we do study tables on the road if we have to, um, making sure they're getting the proper nutrition on the road. Um, when they get back, you know, Training room's open for them today. The weight room's open for them today. Just getting the body back going and recovering is a big thing to do today. And then, like I said, Tuesday, Wednesday, there are big practice days depending on how we're feeling, what we need to work on. It's either lighter, usually lighter days. And then after this week, you know, we we go to Cincinnati next Tuesday or Wednesday, I think it is. Um, so it's we're constantly just playing from here on out, which is a good thing in baseball. It's game of consistency and the more reps you get the better it's going to be you know ohio is a state that has pretty inconsistent weather which makes for some problems for baseball how do you guys what is it like to deal with that type of adversity in a state like ohio and most of the conferences in that state as well talk about how you guys are able to adjust to weather conditions 
I don't know what you're talking about with the weather. <laughs> we haven't missed a single day on the field this spring. We, we make it's beautiful. A, we make a joke that we're the San Diego of the Northeast right now. <laughs> um, no, but it's great. We have the best field house in the MAC. Um, so if we need to get in there, we can do anything and everything we, we need to do outside. can do outside and inside. So it's, it's a plus to have that. We don't miss a beat. Um, and I think you could see that when we played the first week and how we come out and came out and played really good defense. Um, and like I said, being San Diego of the Northeast, we don't, we don't have to worry about the weather. You know, you touched on the competitiveness of the conference. Let's dive into a bit of the rivalry aspect of all these different teams. It's a very tight conference, as we just mentioned. Most teams in the conference are in the Ohio area. For us, obviously, it's Kent State. What is the competitiveness rivalry-wise like throughout the whole conference? Everyone's trying to make the tournament. Mm -hmm. I think everyone, you know, yes, Kent State's our rival. Um, but it's, hey, it's every game's a rivalry game, honestly, in the MAC. Because it's funny, all, every guy knows each other. A lot, of the, a lot of the teams have players from Ohio, players from Michigan, players from all the Illinois, bordering states, Indiana. So they all played against each other growing up. They all know each other. So they're all, they're all going to beat their buddies. So it's every team you play, it's a little bit of a rivalry. And it's a little heated conference, which I love. Brings out the best in people. And, but it's also respect, too. There's a lot of respect in the conference amongst the team and amongst the coaches. Um, so it's a, I don't say it's a heated conference, but it is a heated conference. But there's a lot of respect to it. You bring up a lot of the guys knowing each other from around the conference. How does that work for you recruiting-wise? What do you do personally to sway people to the University of Akron as opposed to go playing with their friends maybe at a different school? Yeah, it's just getting them on campus. You know, since we've been here, we've had a huge success of when we get guys on campus of closing them out. Um, I think that Akron got a bad reputation, you know, in the past of, you know, just things that had happened here before. Um, but since we've been here, the changes they've made on the field, adding the padding, um, what Bill Skills and Mary Skills have done with the field of laying the turf and the foundation for it has been tremendous. Um, I think the campus is beautiful. Uh, so once we get people here on campus, we open up their eyes and they go, the perception out there about University of Akron baseball changes very easily once we get them on campus. So our biggest thing is getting them on campus, and we have about a – it's like a 90 – two percent rate of closing guys out once we get them on campus wow you talk about how the field is turf talk about the difference between turf and grass you know lots of fields around the country have switched to the turf what is it like playing on turf as opposed to grass and dirt it, it depends on one the grass and two the turf so each turf's a little bit different each grass feels a little bit different um it's fun like some some grass fields are slower than slower than turf fields some turf fields are slower than grass fields um so it all depends on where we're at, um, I thought this weekend we did we handled it just okay, um, being the first time on a natural surface this year. Um, but again, it's going to help us in the long run, you know. So when we get in conference, not everyone has turf. Even though most teams do, not everyone does. So it's difference is just playing playing faster a little bit, playing on your toes and not getting on your heels on the natural surface. If but when you're on turf. It's guys have a tendency to sit back a little bit more and be more comfortable. You have such a wide range of coaching experience. What would be your favorite place that you've coached or played anywhere in your whole career? University of Akron. Great answer. <laughs> you know, it's, I think this place is great. Like I told you, it's a sleeping giant. And, um, you know, we expect some good things to come in here down the, here soon. Before we close out, Coach, 
what is it like to have, this is a program that was defunct for a few years. What's it been like to have some alumni support of bringing back this program just a few years ago? Do you have a lot of players coming in showing support for your current team? The alumni has been great since I've been here. This place wants to win. The alumni want to win. They want to support, you know, where they're out. I was asking where we can help out, and that's what's going to get this place going. And then also that's what fires up our coaching staff even more. Before Once we got here, we were fired up. But seeing the alumni support, and, you know, we're after every game, our phones are blowing up with a, from the alumni. Hey, coach, hang in there. Hey, coach, great job. Hey, what can I do to help? What, what do we need more of? Uh, so that's really we're really fired up about. This place wants to win. The, the city, being around the city and the area, the pride for this university is second to none. And we're going to hopefully get this place going and make them this, this area happy with what's going on with Akron baseball. Coach, any final thoughts before we close out? Come on out and support. You know, the more people in the stands, the better. We've, been, we've seen it in the last couple of weeks. You know, students get out there make some noise, and it'll make a big difference for us. Coach, thank you so much for taking the time to come here today. Thank you. And this has been another edition of SPT Overtime. Thank you to Spencer Atkins, Coach Falds, Coach Nicholson, and Delaney Jenkinson, all for joining us here on this package. And make sure you come out and support your Zips softball and baseball programs this spring. Coach, once again, thank you so much. Thank you.